What's up all you geeks out there? It's your favorite geeky couple, Alex and Maggie, back from the grave. Woohoo! Wagwan! I'm wow. so sorry, Ellie. Wow, that was a fairly energetic. This is why we stopped. <laughs> we've missed you guys, um, but we've had a lot of stuff going on and we will cover some of that in this episode. And it's actually very interesting because um, you may have noticed we've got a new logo. We've got, um, we're, we're working on some other stuff. Stuff Ooh, in the background. Mysterious, Maggie. I know. But um, one of the things that we noticed in our dashboard is that one of our most listened to episodes is about talking about being big dog owners. And that's something that was so surprising because actually that's the thing that we have an update on, which is that we are no longer big dog owners. Um, yes, sadly, our our goodest boy, Duke, passed away yep. um, about a month ago now. Three weeks ago, about Yeah, now. just just under a month. Um, yeah. Yes, he, he was he was very old, yep. and he had some issues. So. Oh, actually, when this comes out, it'll be more than three weeks. Yeah, true, yeah. It'll be, yeah. So, yeah, he, he was old, he had some issues, he had a good long life. Most yeah. of it wasn't with us, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, we had him for three, three years. And a half. Three, three and, and a half. Three and a half almost, yeah. It was good years. It was good it times. Was good years. But um, he was struggling a bit too much at the end. So we had him put to sleep and now he is resting. He's, yeah. He's all, he's all resting. Yeah. Um, it was, it, you know, for those who might be curious about, you know, how it happened, it was, you know, all at home. We luckily had a vet who was a mobile vet because in his... You know, when he wasn't feeling well, he wasn't very comfortable with being um, picked up to get into the car or anything. Yeah. So we wouldn't have been able to get him to a vet without stressing him out. So luckily, we already had a mobile vet on hand. So they, it all happened at home. Um, he wasn't stressed out at all. It was all very peaceful. We were there with him the whole time. Yep. And we had, um, had you know, time with him as well. And we everybody who loved him came and said goodbye to him, which was really really nice and it was yeah. good to have that time it was also very odd actually um and if anybody has had the situation where they've had to schedule in uh, yeah <laughs> an appointment to have your dog put to sleep it is a, a weird pro progress of grief compared yeah. to when it just happens suddenly um so that's also something we can discuss but yes it all was very very peaceful and good and you know if you know I, i've been off work since then um, since just before that, actually, as soon as he got banned, my 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 boss mm. was like, "Yeah, take time off right now. Hand everything over. We'll see you when you're ready," which was amazing. I want to, you know, obviously shout out to my company for being amazing at handling this and being like, you know, you take as much time as you need because it's kind of compounded some other mental health issues. Yeah, you were having a bad time anyway. Yeah, so um, it kind of is come at the, you know, obviously it's a horrible thing, but it's come at the right time because it it was needed. A break was needed, um, yeah. but you know, um, it was it was interesting. Yeah, like I said, the, we had four days when we knew, um, and in those four days, it was very up and down. Like some days yeah. we were like, "Are we doing the right thing?" Some days we were like, "Oh God, we should have done this sooner." And that's normal, you know. That's that's what grief is. Um, we had all the moments of being really angry at the world that you know this is happening. Why couldn't he get more time? He was a good boy. Um, and that's really difficult and it still happens from time to time you know oh yeah it's just 
it's still a big part of our life that's missing. And every now and again, you'll think about something, and it'll be the the smallest, stupidest thing. But that's yep. that's kind of enough to set you off in like a little bit of a little bit of a grief spiral. Yeah. Um. Even stupid stuff, looking over where his bed used to be. You know, we we kind of can't stop our eyes from <laughs> yeah. from kind of drifting to that spot. Still, maybe thinking like, oh, he'll be there, yeah. or at least his bed will be there. And yeah, it's been a it's been a tough old time. Um, I've had pets since I was a child all kinds of pets and i've lost obviously lost all of them um not my fault um <laughs> good to clarify not saying that. i like murdered them or anything but you know <laughs> no i've you know so i've been through the the grief process before it doesn't make it any easier but i was more prepared for it maggie on the other hand <laughs> first first yeah. um kind of solo pet yeah first dog as well first pet i've ever lost first pet you've ever lost both so. of my cats that i had previously haven't either you know, I wasn't there when they passed away or haven't passed away yet. And Koth is now over here. Yep. Um. So, yeah. So, that was a first ever losing a pet, which is so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's also really interesting because I didn't realize this is how it felt. Like, I knew that it was going to be terrible and tiring and horrible. And, like, it was going to feel terrible. But the extent of how you feel is beyond anything I could have imagined. Like, it's this animal who's been with you for three and a half years, has been there for you, and who's there all the time. And it's so, so bizarrely, like, impactful. You know, it's the, like I said, it's the little things. It's like waking up in the middle of the night and not hearing him downstairs. Every now and again, because he, ever since we had him, um, he, he had this thing where he'd kind of, whine while he was breathing yeah and we know it had nothing to do with kind of how he was feeling and things like that it was just yeah. some something he did although it did get worse towards the it end it did so. get worse towards the end um it was just something he did you know we we talked about about it tons of times and they just said you know it's nothing to worry about it'll go away maybe you know it might be around forever but it's just how he he communicates it's how he breathes mm-hmm. german shepherds are very communicative dogs anyway yeah. um and every now and again you kind of you almost hear it yeah in the middle of the night you yeah. kind of You'll wake up and think, I swear, I just heard him whine. Yeah. I also and, hear um, him, like, shuffling yeah. once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he had a... So, ever since we got him as well, he wasn't big on sleeping with us. Um, so, when we first got him, he could go up the stairs. The last year, he wasn't able to get up the stairs yeah. at all. Um, but he never really wanted to sleep upstairs with us. He always had a habit of sleeping in the hallway. Um, so we could see him when we were upstairs, obviously, and he could hear us, Yeah. but he didn't want to be with us. So yeah, once in a while you look down and you hope that his little head will poke out. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't. Um, it is. It's just the little things that you notice it's also, that aren't it's also there the anymore. Cats. The ca- yeah. The cats have changed they have. quite substantially yeah. since we lost Duke. Um, they, I mean, the cats, especially Koth would kind of always want to cuddle up to him, I think. Yeah. Um, but Duke was always very kind of sketchy about his, his, his personal space. So yeah. he'd be lying down and if, if Cole <laughs> tried to get near him to rub himself on him or to like cuddle into him, <laughs> Duke would get up and walk away. Yeah. Um, and they, since then, I mean, they've both become a lot more affectionate. Yeah. They were very affectionate cats anyway. You know, Koth was always the shoulder cat. Um, Bast would come if you patted on your leg. He yeah. would, no matter what, like, you wouldn't know where Bast is. And you'd sit down and just pat your leg a couple of times. you just hear the bell in the distance, <laughs> steadily getting closer. And you think, yeah. So we've got 
Bast the cat who thinks he's a dog. Duke always thought he was a cat. Yeah. And Koth who's just something a, a cuddly toy more than anything else. Um so they've always been really affectionate, but they've yeah. become a lot more affectionate. I think they've more kind more of needy. Yeah, they've they've stepped in to take over a couple of roles. Um yeah. like for example, we noticed this not that long ago. Uh we came back from shopping. Mm. Um and it happened a couple times after that, and that's when we began to notice. But Koth would would run to greet us at the door. Which now he never kind of, used to do. Never used to do. Now that kind of Duke wasn't there to do that to fill that role. Cole's doing it now, and it's the weirdest thing. And also, even sweeter than that, um, when Alex's little sister would come over, mm. Duke would always shadow her. He would be her little shadow. He would make Look, sure she was okay. He always he was really protective around kids yeah. as well. Like whenever we saw kids in the street playing, yeah. and we let Duke out to kind of go say hello, he'd always just hang around them. Yeah, and he, would he just didn't want to like snuggle he, or anything. Yeah, he didn't want to cuddle. He didn't really want to play. No, he just wanted to make sure they were all right. Yeah, he'd always just kind them. of be there. So he would always watch her. And the last two times that she's been over, Koth has not left her side uh-uh. the entire time. Considering he used her. to quite yeah give her a space. He, yeah, <laughs> he used to give her a space. You know, cats and kids don't often mix. You know, kids don't really know how to handle cats, yeah. and they pull their tail and things like that. And Holly never really was like that. Um, no. But the cats kind of knew to just yeah. To back and Koth actually bit. one time she was stroking Koth, and we did tell her not to stroke his belly, but he like yes. rolled over, and she accidentally stroked his belly, and he, he reacted weirdly, swiped a little weirdly, bit. So, yeah, they were kind of always avoiding each other. But, she, like, obviously she could stroke him because he he's a lovely, you know, cat or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but now he's literally just near her all the time. Like, she was stroking him. She was hugging him. Everything. And he just, he was, like, leaning into her and everything. Yeah. And he was just, like, the entire time that she's here, he was always next to her. And that was, again, something that Duke used to do that to Koth took yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they've they've adopted some of the roles and it's... It's just been, it's been a process. Yeah. I mean, people out there who've lost pets, you know, oh, yeah. you know, you know how it is. Yeah. Um, and we do have another friend who lost a dog. Yeah. Um, fairly recently as well, yeah. so that was quite heartbreaking. Um, and it's you know it it's put a dampener on everything. Um, Maggie's had to take time off work, quote unquote. Luckily, um, yeah. I don't have a job at the minute with the whole move up to Glasgow thing. That's mm-hmm. a whole different episode. Um, but to be fair, actually, you know, it is. It was a d- conscious decision that we made back in October that yeah. you would stay at home, even yeah. if it, like, yeah, you know, yeah. you. Would... I wouldn't get another job, so yeah. I could, so I could spend more time with. Which with was, Duke and in Mitchell's. hindsight, an amazing decision. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm. I don't regret doing that at all. I don't think. I'm kind of glad that I was. You know, we can survive without me having a job, and it was better if I was here with Duke, making sure you know. He was okay and making sure nothing happened to him, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad I had that. I yeah. think it, and it helped with a lot of things. And we, the first week, we forced ourselves to deal with everything. Um, to be fair, it helped me personally a lot to do some of the logistics around it on the day. Yeah. Like, for example, you know, and this is where I think that having the four days beforehand to go through that grief process helped because um, I was able, you know, we were both able to post on the day when it happened, even though usually you would think that that's really callous that you're able to do that. But because we were ready for it almost, we did it. And it actually helped to to go through that process of writing out that this happened. 
um, you know, canceling his food subscriptions, all of that, ordering. So we're going to have um, some jewelry made with his ashes in it. Yeah. So which nice. is going to be awesome when it comes. And um, I'm glad you found that, actually, because I'm yeah. really, really looking forward to that. Yeah. And we also, you know, gathered all of his stuff and donated it to the right place, which yeah. was... Um, it was actually, again, <laughs> extremely emotional, but the yeah, right thing very, to do because um, we donated all of his stuff to, um, well, actually, the first person who came to see us when it happened was somebody whose dog was best friends with Duke. And it's what? okay. So, so we, we kind of, the, the day the vets were coming to visit him um, to put him to sleep, uh, we, we took him on a last walk. And it yep. was a very arduous task because it was only a five-minute walk, um, but the main issue was his back legs pretty much didn't work anymore. So it was, yep. it was a long, drawn-out task, but we kind of wanted him to have that last walk. Um, and obviously, wouldn't you know it, he bumped into <laughs> his best best dog friend, um, Ted, who was kind of a, a similar kind of grumpy old man. Yeah. Um, and they got along famously and they really liked each other and stuff and we bumped into Ted and so they got to boop a little bit <laughs> and um, the the owner came out and we, we told him kind of what was going on um, and then later on that night after everything had happened um, the the other owner the, the uh, wife um, she she came by with a with bunch flowers of flowers and, and you know talk to us about it and things like that so that was just it was a really nice little touch um so we gave her some treats of dukes yeah we his favorite wolf bites yeah um and then everything else we packed up and so we donated it to um actually duke's groomers so when we first got duke there was this grooming place who specialized in in big dogs yeah and um when we first brought him over it's okay. So, so, so when we first got Duke, he'd basically lived outside for for sort of ten years, um, hadn't been cared for properly and things like that. And so we got him from the rescue, and he was in an absolute state. His <laughs> fur was all matted together, and he was filthy, and he you know he stank. And again, you know, he'd been he lived outside for ten years consecutively. Yeah. Um, the like I say, the owners kind of didn't really take good care of him. Um, so we were i think we were recommended from yes. the the charity that we got them from they yeah. were like right you've got them now go see these people you yeah. know we were closely with them they'll take good care of them so we did um and we went to see them and we told them it was duke and uh, uh, immediately they were like we nearly adopted this guy yeah like they had already i think three four, I think. four that they'd yeah. rescued from the same uh, from from similar groups um, and they were like, we were about two seconds late on yeah. saying we'll take him, like just before you guys had said that, yeah. that you'd take him. Um, even though they said, you know, we won't get any more dogs, we <laughs> physically don't have the space. Um, they were going to take Duke because he was just his face. I mean, you, honestly, smile. you're just falling over it. But so we went to see them, and they took one look at him and said, okay, we're probably basically just going to have to shave him. <laughs> Because there's just no saving this. And we were like, you know, you guys just do what you need to do. Just tell us when you're done and we'll come back and get them. They spent, they spent um, over two days and they spent four hours every time with him. So eight hours in total getting him to feel normal. And it was yeah, like after like, the so first time. And... Yeah. And they took so much care of him and after the first time already because he had such matted fur, he couldn't actually straighten his legs. Yeah. So it was causing so him pain to physically yeah. kind of move. And so everything. they took care of that and he was just such a happy boy after it. But yeah, they, they, 
<laughs> she said that it was the only German Shepherd she's ever yeah. shaved down. <laughs> and we we went to collect him, and he looked like a puppy again because he had. And she was just... apologizing so much, and yeah. I was like, "This is not something to apologize yeah. for." He looks so He basically, cute. basically had none of his top coat left. <laughs> So he looked like he was about six months old again because he was just tiny. Um, and you know what? Actually, symbolically, that was the right thing to do because oh, it was absolutely, like yeah, after absolutely. ten years of you know not having a puppyhood, he got to be a puppy again, and he was so cute. He was adorable, <laughs> and you know we you know we went to get him and we said how much, and they said no, absolutely nothing. Like, and every time we took him back since they took really good care of him, oh, yeah. and they gave us care instructions and things like that, and it was always really nice. Um, so in the end, those are the guys who we donated all of his stuff to. And we said, you know, we know you don't necessarily need this, but you probably know people better than we do and know how to, to dish it out. You know, who needs this kind of stuff more? And it was a mixture of everything. There was his bed, you know, a couple like, um, collars and, Mm. and, um, things like that food and stuff and um they had we we all had a good good sort of cry together which was quite surprising (laughs) yeah um but it just hits like i say it was it was the weirdly kind of cyclical you know this Mm -hmm. this is how it started this is how it ends kind of thing um so that was really nice as well that we kind of got that bit of closure yeah um and yeah so we did all of that in the first week yeah we, um, we knew we had to get it done. It to. hurt so much. <laughs> oh, so much. We couldn't get through it without bopping our eyes out, but we knew it had to be done because it would be worse doing it now, I think. Yeah, I think I was saying to you yesterday, I mean, yeah. if we had done it now, we wouldn't have done it. Yeah, we would have absolutely. kept everything. Absolutely. Um, so it was the right thing to do to do it in that moment when we were still kind of just after it. So we were a little bit like after the first day of just crying our eyes out, yeah. we were still a little bit numb. So I think that was the right time to do it. And I'm glad that we did it with them because, like I told you, I've, I felt more comfortable doing that, knowing that they would distribute it out rather than doing it to one charity and yeah. it and not knowing where it's going. Yeah, and absolutely. I'd yeah. rather donate it to people who maybe can't afford to get a toy for the dog or something. Exactly, something like yeah. that, you know, I wanted I wanted to make sure that we, was all we right. We trust that these guys will, will make sure it gets to the right places. Yeah. Which yeah. is nice. Um, and yeah, so that's what we did with his stuff because we're you know and actually that brings us on to future dogs yeah so we have been spending a lot of time recently in our friend's cafe she opened a doggy diner mm-hmm. um so it's a dog friendly cafe but it's kind of not just to the point where it's like yeah dogs are allowed to come in it's kind of centered around dogs mm-hmm. so you know they have all sorts of treats and they have a play area and it's a place to socialize them and all that kind of stuff so we've been spending a lot of time there um yeah, coast tail coast tail just whacking the microphone there it's always all about him um cause she was our friend who who lost her dog recently as well so we've been kind of spending a lot of time together you know that that solidarity um and the cafe is really nice in general yeah. so you know i've been getting a lot of writing done there and stuff so mm-hmm. it's been really good um so we've been spending a lot of time there which means we've been spending a lot of time with a lot of different kinds of dogs yeah because it's a very popular cafe with you know especially with the locals so mm-hmm. we see a few same faces coming mm-hmm. in we get to know them a bit and you know we meet new dogs and things like that and it's put a lot of things into perspective yeah. i think owning duke uh on an objective level has put a lot of things into yes. perspective we always thought of ourselves and we still do um as big dog people yep we never like the idea of small dogs. No. For example, we never want to own a Chihuahua. No. And that's And still... we're sketchy about like Jack Russells and things like mm. that. Those kind of small dogs. But I think in this time, we've kind of expanded our view mm-hmm. 
a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. We've, like I say, we've met a lot of different kinds of dogs and you get to know them and you think, actually, yeah, I wouldn't mind owning a yeah. cockapoo or, you know, something stupid like that. Coat, how could? You, how about you don't? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, go on the shoulders. Go um, on the shoulders. Yeah, so yeah, that that has, you're right, that has been good because we've kind of been thinking about what our next dog might be. I think we both Not still, soon, don't get me wrong. Oh, God, Not no. anytime so, soon. So one thing that, you know, also, again, out of a bad situation something positive is that we were going to move up to glasgow anyway yes we hadn't yet which is actually the right thing because he got to pass Plus, away that's the thing i think we, we, we did that for a reason we did that so he could stay here for a bit longer and with the state he was in we wouldn't want to take him on a three-hour drive yeah. up to glasgow you know because yeah. he didn't know how to sit in a car anyway so. yeah um so that was good but it's kind of also in a way both refueled our desire to want to move because now, you know, obviously this house holds a lot of the memories. Yeah. Um, and also it's, in a way, I think getting viewings for houses seems to have been a, a tiny bit easier by saying that we have only two cats rather than two cats and a dog, especially a big dog, um, which shouldn't be the case, but that's what it is. Um, so for now, I think we're sticking with our two cats. Yeah, um, most definitely. Until we... Probably until we own a house, actually. Don't get me wrong. We've been tempted. Oh, we have been tempted. Plenty of posts on Facebook from charities and things like that that say, oh, look at this batch of kittens. Oh, look at this dog. And you're like, oh, come on now, really? You really want to do this to us right now? Um, But we have to be strong. And since we're, like Maggie says, we're renting at the minute Mm -hmm. and having two cats is making that difficult enough as it is. Mm -hmm. Not that we'd ever consider getting rid of any of our animals. Just for the sake of moving house, no. you know. That's one of the reasons we waited. Um, but it's it's difficult enough as it is with two cats as opposed to saying, yeah, we've got two cats and a kitten or two cats and a dog, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think, like you say, for now, preferably until we own a house slash the farm. Yes. Um, you know, okay. we'll Duke get sanctuary. there. Duke, okay. Duke Duke's Sanctuary. Duke Sanctuary. Yeah. Duke Home. That's what um, we're going to call it, wasn't it? Duke's, Duke's Home, home. yeah. Um... But yeah, so we are we are definitely planning to do that. And you know, if we weren't moving, we would have probably already gotten another dog. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely! Because, like, yeah, yeah. It's... The way it works is like every time we see a dog and that needs a home, we're like, oh my god, we've got the space now. Yeah, give it out. But we can't. We or can't. it's like you know, it's the spirit of Duke oh, kind of yeah. thing, and yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um. So yeah, so we're not going to for a little while now. Yeah. And I think that is the good thing to do. I mean, and... it's it's different for different people, you know. Some yeah. people. As soon as they lose a dog, they think of it in terms of, so we've got room now for another, for, for maybe another rescue. And again, if we weren't needing to move into a rented place, we would have probably done the exact same thing. We would have thought, well, we've now got another space. Let's let's exactly. get another animal. Yeah, we, totally. You know, we've totally got um, space to, to rescue another one. But we need to, we want to move. Yeah. And that's going to be a lot easier with having animals who already trust us and know us and are comfortable with us rather than moving a brand new animal into a new space within like months yeah. of getting it, you know. So that's what we're doing with that. And what other things? Well, one thing that the grief has triggered is a massive shopping spree. Yeah, we went a little bit. Let's just gloss over that. Let's just gloss we, over that. We, but if anybody's we, ever like dealing with other grief... people tend to bury our feelings in money. Yeah. And if anybody out there is dealing with grief and has spent more money than they expected, you know, we're with you there and that's okay. Yeah, we, it's we, quite we all right. You. you know, it's it feels... 
Like as well, it's it was, a distraction. It was a way to get out of the house as well with a purpose because it's much more difficult now to get out of the house when you know we don't have to walk a dog. Yeah, and we don't have something that need that we need to get out for for twice a day. You know, we're we're able to just literally sit at home all day and nobody cares. Um, so we needed something. So plus we're still adjusting to a change of routine. Yeah, and that still up, hasn't get happened. Up, get up early every morning, take the dog out, and that would kickstart your day. But now it's kind of... We've been spending more time in bed in the morning. We've been getting up later because we just have nothing to kind of yeah. kickstart the day. So And also, you know, usually his walk would trigger we're going to bed. So obviously, exactly, we would yeah. go to bed at the same time. And so it's all it's a bit upheaval at the minute. And needless to say, you know... Uh, Christmas isn't going to be as Happy. fun. Mm. We're not feeling Christmassy at all. No. We forced ourselves to put the decorations up and we got presents under the tree. You know, we're doing... We have two Christmases because Maggie's from Central Europe, so we kind of do mm-hmm. how we have two Christmases. And we'll be having another meal with my dad uh, and his lovely partner and then we'll be they'll be coming over here for a meal. So we're doing the whole thing, but we're just not feeling it. No. We kind of we we don't even want to like open our calendars. No. Most like the advent calendars most days. Yeah. We haven't been doing our little countdown to Christmas chalkboard thing. Mm. So, so it's a difficult period of adjustment. It is. It is. You know, this is coming from people who would usually decorate mid November and we only put the decorations up like mid December. But that's what it is. And we knew that was going to happen. And it's not like, we're not, you know, we're not saying that this has ruined Christmas for us forever. Because it hasn't. I think it's just this particular Christmas is just feeling a bit meh. Yeah. Like, we're doing all the right things and all the Christmassy things. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you feel Christmassy. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. It's what it is. Um, but that's okay as well. And, like I say, I don't think, you know, I don't think we'll let it affect future Christmases. Because that's not what... Duke was very uncomfortable with us crying, and he was very uncomfortable <laughs> he when not, we were sad. He did not like that one. So we need to keep that in mind whenever we want to give up on stuff because we're too sad. Mm-hmm. Because he would have hated that. <laughs> yeah, he'd, he would always kind of start whining more, and he would pretty much just walk away. Yeah, he would like, always walk away. You know what? You do you. I'm just going to go over here for five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you let me know when you have yeah, stuff exactly. falling. Like, you just let me know when you're ready to be quiet. <laughs> it's nap time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's been hard. Um, and But, you know, we wouldn't change it for the world. Our last Big Dog Owners episode talked about how we felt frustrated about the fact that people seem to really judge us by having a big dog and also seem to judge Duke very quickly oh, absolutely. about being a big dog. And you know what? Especially While that didn't go away, younger. while it didn't go away, I think it got a little bit easier. We had actually... Again, another thing that kind of reinforced why things weren't going well is that we had a couple of run-ins with somebody from the neighborhood who had a dog that literally was a tiny dog. It was like mm. a, a border terrier or something. Yeah, it was smaller than that. Smaller than that. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but... Yeah. It was something. Small um, And it literally, it would go, it would be at the bottom of the street from us and they would go around the corner and the dog would slip its lead yeah. to come and attack Duke. Like, like actually attack him, actually, sort of bite at his legs latch, and things like that. Like latch onto him, yeah. yeah. 
Um, which and then and then the problem was that then Duke would try to defend himself, but he would fall over. Yeah, his back legs didn't work properly, so he yeah. couldn't he couldn't really do what himself. he needed to do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so that was another thing that we thought, no, this isn't right. This isn't good for him. Yeah. This is stressful for him. Um, Nothing against small dog owners again. No, it was just like an isolated you know incident. Yeah, um, it did happen twice. And that was annoying. But the ne- the first time, actually, the thing that was really frustrating for me personally was that I didn't actually step into action. I was just staring. I was like, what the hell is happening right now? Whereas you at least managed to like fend him off a little bit. Um, but the next time that we saw you were, them... You were, pro- <laughs> you were gearing up your kicking leg. Like, Leave my dog alone. I like went into a sumo pose and I was like, no, you're not getting past me. And it fucking got past me, didn't it? That's um, a tiny little dog. <laughs> Slipped through it. He slipped past me, but we managed to fend him off this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, he still managed to bite it in his tail, a Duke's yeah, tail, but Duke yeah. didn't obviously feel it at that point, yeah. so it was fine, I guess. Um, it wasn't great, but that was also another one that was like, yeah, he can't really defend himself. That wasn't fair. But um, other than that, I would never, ever change it for the world. And you know no. what? It's One thing that Duke has done is just reaffirm my love for German Shepherds. German Shepherds are the best, and... I would, I, I love that breed, and a lot of people have a have a misconception about because they're police dogs. That means that they're aggressive, and it's not that at all. It's just mm. that they're very loyal and they're also very easily trainable. Like, um, so I think that is still unfounded, and I still love German Shepherds. Yeah, and I think they're an amazing dog. Hands and down, being a big dog owner has changed us for the better. I think. Absolutely, and it's it's like I say, it's given us a different perspective now, mm-hmm. and we miss Duke very, very much. So much. He's always gonna. There's always gonna be that little hole in our heart. I think something Absolutely. you never really get over. Never, never. So we're always gonna remember him, and he's always gonna live in these episodes. He is forever, and all the millions of pictures we have. <laughs> yeah. We took a lot more pictures in the last few days. We, yeah, we did. <laughs> we were like, oh no, we haven't got enough pictures. And we just went mental with picture takes. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing? He's yawning. <laughs> more pictures? <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah. So we're back and we're sorry this is a bit of a sadder episode, <laughs> but we thought we f- we owed it to you to yeah. tell you exactly what's been going on. Gives you a bit of an insight into what we've been, what we've been dealing with. So yeah, um, that about wraps it up for the episode, I think. So, new year, new geeks and marriage. Hashtag. Hashtag. New logo. New logo. Probably new, new theme tune at some point. New upload schedule. New upload Who schedule. Knows? We'll probably be going back to two a week. Probably. That'll yeah. be nice. Yep. We could. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, so thank you for listening and love you, Duke. We do. He was a good boy. We'll see you next time, folks. From lifestyle and marriage to film and TV, it's Geeks and Marriage, hosted by your favorite geeks.